0: Hi, my name's Christine, and with Joanna, we are the Nurses Off Duty. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning back to our podcast. We have a very, very special guest today. His name is Ryan Lee. I actually met him uh, in nursing school, and we were on the, like, nursing association together, and then um, we've been friends ever since. He has a really cool journey. He started, obviously, in hospital nursing, um, and then he went to the community in, like, this dentist, maxillary, sedation, uh, nurse, and then he also works in endoscopy. He's worked a few um jobs in the retirement home and nursing home and also in the hospital. And then he also teaches. So he's done a lot for the last like year that we just graduated and things like that too. So I can't wait to share his story, how he got the jobs, what the jobs entail, and also um, why he loves them so much. So thank you, Ryan, for being here with me today. And let's jump into the episode. So thank you so much, Ryan, for being our special guest today. Do you want us to start off with, telling us a little bit about yourself and where you consolidated, where you're working now, and kind of your like cool journey about getting all your amazing jobs—your <laughs> three jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. Um, well, I graduated in 2018. Um, I consolidated on Seven West, which was basically a gyneonk plastics, oncology, burns. There's like eight different services. It was mm-hmm. just a mix of everything.
0: It's a really tough floor i find yeah. there's so many off services and i would say that in the 70s is very it's tough like
1: every service and you just add on oncology to the end and it becomes a new service and then oncology is just by themselves and just there's this binders and binders for like notes for different um surgeries uh, surgeries and different services
0: mm-hmm. so
1: many people to call um, i learned a lot there i think it was a really good starting floor for me um but then after i graduated decided not to work within the hospital first i started out with like staffing agency, got my ACLS, um, started working for a private oral maxillofacial company, uh, mostly just doing um, sedation with propofol and other sedatives, um, mostly just wisdom teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also started at the Queensway in September around that time. It was just on a gen surge floor, um, mostly ortho and gen surge, Um, all that basic stuff.
0: I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> Do you still work there now, or? No, no, no. Okay. I,
1: I resigned in December when I got the job offer in January to start my endoscopy. Okay. Um, so I started in January, um, left the Queensway. I was still doing um, the private dental oral maxillofacial surgery clinic a little bit. It was more casual. Mm-hmm. And September was also the time when I started um, uh, being a lab instructor for the University That's of That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then that's me basically where I am now after like. But didn't
0: you do? You also did uh, this nursing and you were like charge nurse of like a retirement home too.
1: Yes, that was with and the staffing was a agency. Okay. I did like a couple shifts and then I got the Queensway offer quite early.
0: Mm-hmm. Just
1: because like there weren't really any new grad or anything.
0: Yeah. It was
1: the one year where.
0: Did they, they stop the new they grad? They stopped
1: new grad just because. None of the units wanted to employ full-time offers because they can't offer that. Yes. And it's really hard to budget that in.
0: Yes. So I had like the new grad guarantee where it was three months full-time and it was after... um, So basically you follow a nurse for three months and then you do the full assignment and then... They're supposed to offer you a full-time after but again you know it's not fair for a new grad to come in and steal a full-time versus people who have been working part-time on the floor for five ten years um so they offered me like a part-time but it was also hard because you're only guaranteed guaranteed one shift per two weeks and then yeah eventually you get a new grad but it's really hard without the new grad because i i'm seeing like new nurses on the floor who didn't have the new grad and they're from different units and stuff like that and it's just hard to get the pace and get the meds and get your time management and all that stuff but there are like you can request extra shifts and stuff but it's super hard so it must be hard like not getting it you know
1: it kind of was
0: especially if you didn't if you didn't get a job on like seven west or even if you did get a job on seven it'd still be hard to adapt as like like a new nurse okay so my next question it really amazes me like how do you schedule your three different jobs you know have a personal life have a social life and just like get enough sleep like what's your schedule like on a like a daily basis or uh, weekly monthly I don't know
1: I mean the transitioning from like the Queensway to the auto hospital that was a, that was a major like it was very difficult trying to get the time off I'm like I had to sign my contract get everything done within the first couple weeks of January it's a lot easier now because I was part-time in January for the auto hospital okay which means I actually there is technically another job hiding in there i was also working at the dental clinic at the civic okay which nobody really hears about
0: don't even know that existed
1: (laughs) it's like a a fully sedation by anesthesiologists okay for people with disabilities learning um learning problem learning issues or um
0: did you and then did you just apply online like how do you even find out these jobs
1: they found out that i worked for the private company so once they know that you work for like an area and you're part-time within like the institution you are technically allowed one part-time one casual okay for two different areas which is different
0: for me because when i got hired i think um at the civic they didn't like i was part-time too but they didn't allow me to get anything else i would have to give that one up so i don't know
1: oh it's somewhere i think it's in the collective agreement okay okay i'm one of the reps now i'm just like
0: so now you know more about it yeah yeah okay um Which is the Ontario Nurses Association, what you're like legally allowed to do and like stuff like that. Yeah, I was just a So it's good to know your
1: just to like legal agreement. Yeah. Those one month education days just to learn about everything. It's great because reading that book is very difficult. Like, especially for like endoscopy, some parts of it where it says on call, it's so vague. There's some things that just don't work and like you really have to like really read into it or get somebody to teach you. Yeah. Or like you have to ask another nurse that has actually experienced through anything, like filing a grievance, going yeah. to arbitration, et cetera. Those workshops really help to just increase know your Know what your knowledge rights are. On, yeah. Yeah, your rights as a nurse. Yeah. Um. But going back to the scheduling, I was part-time then, but then I ended up being full-time in endoscopy. I did the oral maxillofacial sedation clinic on a casual basis, and uh, I was also casual with the university, just teaching labs whenever I would get called in. Uh, but teaching labs was mostly just from like September to like January because for that rotation at the U Ottawa main campus, mm-hmm. it was all medical surgical nursing and like sometimes I would do evaluations for um, um first year or second year nursing courses. Mm-hmm. That was That's awesome. It.
0: I want to try to get into that. Yeah. Like the med search stuff, that's cool.
1: And I know a lot of nurses like using that scheduling app, the whatever shift app.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I use Shift work. Yeah. There's just the, the, there's the moons and the crescents and stuff. Yeah.
1: Don't do that because all my jobs now are day shifts or three hour lab teachings or 10 hour shifts or on call. Mm -hmm. So that means I can all just, I can just use my Google calendar and I can have three separate calendars combined into one. Yeah. That are just color coded. Okay. it looks hectic but like you just make it work sometimes yeah. like I've never really had scheduling conflicts like you have oh. to choose your priority job and then give up your extra time to the other jobs okay.
0: do you ever feel bad saying no like do you say no a lot to the other jobs
1: I do frequently say no but like yeah. I've somehow like made an agreement upon like private clinics that I can work for them on the weekends because okay. the clinic the endoscopy clinic does not open on weekends unless you're on call Mm -hmm. So I have my weekends off and sometimes I have one day a week off while I'm still on 10 hour shifts
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've also never heard of your like dentist job. Like how did you find it? Do you did you know any nurses that were in it at Uh, all and then like
1: I didn't know any nurses The staffing agency actually asked me one day if I was interested in sedation and I was like Absolutely, so I did recovery because I wasn't actually fully trained in administering, prop- like, using Propofol over there. Okay. Because even in the Ottawa hospital, nurses don't really touch Propofol unless you're in ICU or yeah. merge.
0: like race or team, Or PACU, yeah. et cetera. Wow.
1: So I got a couple shifts there. And then the funny thing about staffing agencies within Ontario is that there's technically a non-compete clause.
0: Okay. Which
1: means that you cannot work for any client of the company or associate for roughly 6 to 12 months, or else you risk having um, a lawsuit against you and for the company. Okay. So I decided to take a six-month break after a couple shifts and when they offered me the job, and then I went back within January, February to restart again casually.
0: Okay. So then there was a lot of, like, legal issues, too, about where you can work and not working with them. Yeah. There's
1: fine print, like, even... um, some healthcare companies there's non-compete clauses in them, too. If they work for other, um, other larger communities or okay. other private companies, you have to really read the fine print.
0: So you can work at the de- like the office with the sedation or through the agency, and then you can now you can also or, like work with the Ottawa Hospital in endoscopy? like that's fine.
1: Yeah, because they never they never sent people to the Ottawa Hospital
0: Oh, okay, and okay it was
1: past the six month mark because I worked at the Queensway for six months.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So another job that you have is being a lab instructor at the University of Ottawa, and I think that's super cool. Um, Do you guys follow, like, a curriculum? How do you, you know, know what to teach? And do you guys prep for, like, does anybody tell you how to teach? Or, you know, you follow a textbook? Like, how do you prep for a typical day in the lab?
1: (laughs) Well, remember that textbook you got in nursing school? It's basically... You teach by the book. Yes. And then... And then you
0: say, like, according to hospital policy, it might change a bit, but... Yeah. This is how you're supposed and to do it, yeah. And
1: then the lab will design programs and manuals on how to teach every method and skill. Um,
0: like, what's your favorite class to teach?
1: I mostly just teach med hmm I mostly just teach med skills.
0: I like med surge though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's inserting... Mostly... A, is it IVs and NGs and things IVs, like
1: that? IVs, NGs, um... Bandaging, wounds, complex wounds, dry to wet, wet to dry, um, adding in silver cell, etc.
0: So do you get, like, do you have to collaborate with the... Because usually with lab teachers, there's, like, two or three, and then we break up into groups. Do you have to meet up with these other profs to, you know decide who's going to teach what that you know
1: no the day i get called in i'm just i figure out what lab i'm teaching i prep for it i read a couple of the chapters if i need to go over the skills make sure they're up to date um Mm -hmm. and i try to teach the skill to my best of my abilities sometimes i'll add in hospital methods but tell them you should always go by the book within the lab yes because you are evaluated by the book in the lab
0: yes but in the real life you need to follow the hospital policy
1: hospital institutional okay, policy yeah and you need to make your critical decisions about yourself and your practice mm-hmm. um I guess getting these jobs you just apply everywhere as much as you can the yeah. more you apply like the... don't
0: wait for your dream job like just apply get the experience and then see yeah. what App- you need for that yeah. applying for a wants.
1: job means that you wouldn't have missed an opportunity and After a couple interviews, you start to progress really well at answering questions to the best of your ability. Mm,
0: You get good at it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so one of the last questions is, what is your favorite part of the job? Like, why you still continue working there? Um, You know, what you find rewarding out of the jobs? And then your least likely um, as part of the job.
1: I think the best part of my job was realizing that with an endoscopy that it's ever-changing you never just go by the book things change what nursing school taught me was only a fraction of what i'm learning now like i'm consistently studying i'm learning new techniques learning more anatomy and physiology that we never specialized in there's some chapters that you skip in nursing school that you should really read you learn more about like certain parts of the body how sedation goes into it all and how positioning affects everything. It's just an ever-changing environment and I'm just constantly learning. Mm -hmm. The least part of my job is I think the assumption as a male nurse that I'm still either being envisioned as, hello, I'm your physician, or are you a nursing student? okay. I mean, half the the time I'll still be confused for the doctor, and then I'm like, no, 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 I'm your nurse. Okay. Then half the time they're like, they're asking me, are you you a nursing student? you feel
0: like you have to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ryan, I'm your nurse today. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I have to say, hello, my name is Ryan, I'm the registered nurse, I'll be admitting you today. mm -hmm. Just because, I know I look young, but like... People that go into endoscopy, it's usually after maybe many, many years of either ICU emerge or they have prior endo experience. I am the youngest person on my unit. Interesting. Even after like three or four hirings, Mm -hmm. I'm still the youngest. So like, I don't think this is gonna like really go away until maybe start getting gray hair. Okay. Or start getting more wrinkles.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: It's just something that's like, it's not the best part of the job. Or burnout. Mm-hmm. Burnout was worst. Burnout, Burnout. I would say, would be probably... Because you be, had
0: multiple jobs, multiple priorities, and all that stuff? And just because
1: my unit, like, we were just... Because of the whole um, epic implementation of electronic charting, mm-hmm. we lost so many nurses with, like, fabulous wow. amounts of, like, knowledge, experience, and, like, there's, like, not really, like, a relief pool. So, like, we're constantly... I work roughly maybe 45 hours a week. Just Mm -hmm. with endoscopy alone, sometimes I'll just do overtime just because I'm like, I don't mind. I'll just get in more hours.
0: Okay, one of the things you touched up on is being like a male in nursing. Um, How do you feel about being a male student in nursing compared to like being like a nurse right now? Does it prevent you to, you know, to apply to any opportunities? Does it, you know, like, is there a difference? Do you find that you get treated differently from females?
1: Well Per se I don't know. I would say as a nursing student it was probably the worst part because especially in maternity, but you have to be understanding of your patient. Some people have religious views mm-hmm. where they just can't have a male nurse and I'm like I completely understand.
0: And that also goes with like male doctors. Like it's not just nursing, it's
1: yeah. everybody, yeah. It is. Other than that, it's just sometimes the male will always be assumed to be the physician, I find, within mm-hmm. certain cases. Or they'll ask you if you are maybe sometimes a PSW because sometimes sometimes their badges I don't think they're big enough. Sometimes what? like the RN part.
0: Oh, okay. It's I just, says, it's an yeah. Answer. Okay.
1: There's just this minor confusions that we have to like clarify. I mean, that's why you introduce yourself. You try to create that therapeutic relationship with your patient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And most of the time they're apologetic for misunderstanding. It's like when you can, you can make assumptions about your patients by accident sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or just by like things work out
0: Okay.
1: other than that it's not it was probably still the worst as a nursing student because I was I had no choice but to do those placements Mm -hmm. but then working within the professional field after you graduate I find sometimes that it is hard but then we just work through it Mm -hmm. I mean
0: like what would you tell um, a guy who wants to go into nursing like just do it like will there be stigma like you know things like that. Like what would you tell them?
1: I mean, you can if You also like just, nursing? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, you can overcome those stigmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Um be a nurse that really loves your job, introduce yourself with your name, your title, and just work with it. Mhm. I mean, there are some patients that will refuse your care, but you follow your standards. You can say that's completely fine. Let me go find another nurse that'll take care of you. Mhm. It's just by your nursing standards and if they refuse your care, it's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: You can, t- you can ask them why if you really want to get into it, but just find someone else. There's other yeah. nurses that can do the job too.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So thank you so much, Ryan, for being our special guest. If you guys have any questions about this episode or you want to learn more, you can um, ask us at the nurses off duty on Instagram and we'll also have Ryan and Cass's um, links down below. Uh, Cass is also an A2 vascular uh, surgery nurse, and we just like to thank her for sending in her questions. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to go eat. So remember, let's be nurses who help other nurses, whether that's I on or off duty. duty. Thanks. Bye. Hi, my name's Christine, and with Joanna, we are the Nurses Off Duty.